Good day. This is Rebel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. Well, my guest today... For the second time is Ms. Brenda Cobb, founder and director of the Living Foods Institute in Atlanta, Georgia. And we had such a good time the first time, I thought I'd invite her back and have some more fun. I like having fun with my guests. Hello, Brenda. Hey, Revel. <laughs> we had a ball last time. I was so happy when you asked me to come back because I've done a lot of radio shows, but I don't think I've ever laughed as much with anybody and you are a great host, so let's have some more fun today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. So what have you been up to? I have been so busy. Um, I just finished my last 10-day course for 2007. I had 36 people from all around the world that came into Living Foods Institute. And how many? 36 For 10 days? For 10 days. Oh, my God. And how, how, many, how many people are on your staff, Brenda? You know, well, I have... Um, Several practitioners and so forth that are teaching as well as, as some staff and volunteers. So there are about 12 of us that handle um, all the different classes and the workshops and, you know, helping the students out. We've got a great team, a lot of loving, caring, supportive, sweet people, and that means everything, especially when you're detoxing and cleansing, you know, that <laughs> yeah. you have some some nice, friendly, smiling faces to help you out through that process. And I bet some of those, some of the uh, participants are ni- aren't nice, friendly, smiling faces when they're going through <laughs> detox. Well, you know, sometimes people do have lots of issues. You know, when you're sick, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of emotional stuff going on. Because, you know, there's emotional stuff going on with those of us that are well, too. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they can get a little cranky maybe if they're not feeling good and maybe they're detoxing. But the wonderful thing is that we do such a great cleansing for the students while they're detoxing that they move through that pretty early. You know, within just two, three, and four days, say at the max, they're feeling much better. And, um, you know, they they have their challenges many times, you know, when they are going through uh, dealing with an illness, or if they just come because they are in good health and they want to stay in good health, too. You know, sometimes they come in with challenges, too. So, yeah, but you know what? We all just hold a space of love and light and and fun, which is one of the things you and I had when we did our last show, and that's one of the things that we really promote in our classes that we want to have fun through the process and not get bogged down and get feeling badly and, and not really embracing the whole thing. And I think attitude is everything. So, yeah, they may be detoxing a little bit, but we're in the kitchen and we're making recipes. We're laughing. We're having fun. We're learning about herbs and essential oils and why raw and living foods are so good. And we do some incredible work with the DNA to help do some reprogramming of DNA and we work on the emotional issues. I think that's one reason people love to come to our classes because we don't just focus only on raw and living foods nutrition. We help people to heal the emotional stuff and change their mental thinking and, and really to address the whole person. And I think that's why we have so much success in people getting well, even when doctors have said that it's impossible or they're hopeless or terminal or incurable 
we found that, you know, those are just words that somebody else has decided to label someone with. And people that have been told they're going to die, uh, they live and they go back to work and they do better than they have ever done before. So we just keep on focusing on helping people get better. Well, as well you should. Yeah, yeah. It's a great mission. I love it. I, I guess I'm like you. I know you love what you do, too. And um, we're in probably the 1% or 2% um, of the minority of people that actually do really love what they do. So it's great. I love helping people. Well, I've been working with someone. Her name is Laurel Langmire, and that's what she helps people do financially. Wow. So they can come to your your uh, classes and stuff. You know, that's so important. And, 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 you know, one of the things that we do work with people on when they come to the class is that abundance and getting mm-hmm. that abundance gene turned on. You know, um, sure. sometimes... Um, even from ancestral stuff we can carry in, there may have been negative thinking about abundance, you know, in, from great-granddaddy and great-great-great-grandmama and all this, and we can carry those ideas with us, and the universe is abundant, and there's plenty for us, for all of us. Uh, We've got to learn how to tap into it. Yes. And uh, a lot of times people will call me wanting to come to my course, and they'll say, gosh, I just don't have the money. And I say, you know, even more so you need it because... We're going to help you to get that abundance gene turned on and, and start manifesting the money. But, you know, Revel, I also do have some scholarship help, too, for people. So we do our very best to never turn anybody away because we understand sometimes, you know, people may be going through a, a challenging financial time. So I sure am glad to know that Laurel is helping those people so, those, so that they can um, move through lack and really get into manifesting abundance in all the areas of their life. It's important. That is absolutely important. And I went to, which was interesting, I went to one of her programs called The Blitz just this past weekend. And the guy sitting next to me is a raw foodist. Oh, wow. Okay, and I I was mentioning because they were talking about how when they mentioned uh, that they're in this program with her, that all the people they run into are negative about it and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I said, uh, being a raw foodist, I said, I get that. I used to get that from people. And now they, because I have changed my own mindset about it. That's what it took was changing my mind that I do not get that kind of response anymore. I don't get the weird looks. I don't get the weird questions. And I said, once you change your mind that you're not going to get that and you are going to get total support, then you get that, whether it's Laurel's program or whether it's being raw foodist. This woman comes up to me and she goes, are you into raw foods? And I said, yeah. And she goes, how long? And I said, you know, off and on for about seven or eight years now. And she goes, oh, I've been, I've been studying that and looking toward it. You know, and I was like, oh, my God. Okay, out of 250 people or however many were there, so far two I've met in one day or like in two days. And then Laurel called up some other guy, and she says he's got a great story, and he really needs to get it out there. And so, David, what's your story? And he had healed or cured himself of cancer with raw. So three people. You know, that is so, so exciting. And, you know, we have a saying in our course, which is 
that you, uh, first of all, you manifest, you know, everything that you really truly believe and mm-hmm. that like vibration mm-hmm. actually attracts more like vibration. And the big one is change your attitude, change your life. Yes. But, you know, since you mentioned this person that you said has healed um, his body with raw and living foods, I've got to tell you something I'm very excited about. Um, the Colin T. Campbell Foundation has contacted me. You know, Colin Campbell wrote the book, The China, the China Study, Study. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's one of the, the best um, real research projects in how, what a vegetarian diet can mm-hmm. do to help people. Well, they've contacted me because they are gathering now information and they are really wanting to get testimonies from people who have healed of uh, any type of serious diseases by using a plant-based diet, Mm -hmm. whether it be raw and living foods or macrobiotics or vegetarian, vegan, whatever that they say that helped them. Well, as you can imagine, I am really going to be telling everybody to send in their raw and living food stories. And so, you know what I'm going to do, Revel? I'm going to send you by email the information about this. Okay. And so that you can get out the word to your listening audience and to other people that you might know because they may want to share their stories. And um, they're actually going to be coming to Atlanta to film uh, a lot of people that are willing to share their testimonies. And they're willing to come to various areas and I think also for people to send in some video of themselves and their testimony. Isn't it exciting to know that, um, you know, what they tell me is, Brenda, it's difficult to get funding to do scientific studies um, about how diet has really helped people to heal. Because, you know, (laughs) there's so many people fighting it out there. They'd rather say that these drugs are going to be the answer than the food. Mm -hmm. So she said what we're looking for is masses of anecdotal stories so that we can have hundreds of thousands of these testimonies that doctors and lay people and, you know, you and I, any of us can access it to get the information so that we can get it out to the masses of people and that they know that, hey, diet really does play a significant role in health and healing. Brenda, do you have that information handy right now? You know, they're, they're sending, I just talked to them yesterday, and they're sending okay. me an email today with all of that information, Rebel, that will tell us, you know, how to get in touch and and how to get set up to be interviewed for a story. And so I don't have the links or the websites or anything, but I'm supposed to have it by 5 this afternoon, and I'll shoot it right on out to you then. Perfect. And I'll put it up on on my next few shows and a couple of forums I'm on. That'd be fantastic. Because I have definitely interviewed quite a few people. Angela Stokes, who's lost over 150 pounds. Oh, Um, it's amazing. Ruth Heydrich, who healed herself uh, of cancer through raw. Or Actually, hers was a plant-based diet well you know great great let's get the word out whether it's plant-based it's cooked it's raw it's living i mean even in our program we encourage people to eat 80 percent raw and living foods and 20 percent cooked vegan Mm -hmm. and you know what i am just happy if whatever people are doing or helping them whatever program that they're on i truly believe that a plant-based diet uh, especially raw, I believe, and living is optimum. And, of course, cooked, some uh, cooked vegan in there is really the way to go because eating meat really makes people sick and sicker than what they really realize. Absolutely, and we'll be back in a moment.
Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. For information on my seminars, play shops, and teleconferences, please go to my website, revelations.com. That's two V's and two L's. There you can sign up for weekly revelations, purchase my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and or Smoothies and Smoothies for Life. Or contact me to speak for your school or organization. Your purchases help keep this program on the air. My guest today is Brenda Cobb of the Living Food Institute. You can contact her through her email, Brenda at Living Foods with an S Institute.com. That's all one word, Living Foods Institute.com. Or you can just go to her site, Living Foods Institute.com. Brenda, we, you know, it was funny because what I'm just said about um, speaking for your school or organization. I did a speech on a cruise, just uh, finished it last week, and they had a walk the deck for the cure. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about those walking to raise money for cures, of which we've already got something that'll. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and so it, it kind of prompted me. I was, I was mostly there to speak about, um, I have a few speeches I do, but that one prompted me. I had the occasion to do three speeches, so it was really cool. And I said, why, why the ACS, American Cancer Society, will never admit that there is already a cure for cancer? Well, you know, because they're going to lose lots and lots and lots, multi-millions, billions, zillions of dollars, because, you know, all these walks they have and pledges they have and fundraiser they have and, you know, let's awareness to get a cure and all this. That's a lot of money that people are giving to it, all of those events. Yeah. And, and who, so, where you know, does the hey, money go? You know, it's kind of like mainstream medicine when you think about it, too. You know, you're, it's going to be unlikely that you're going to find lots and lots of doctors uh, telling you that you can just eat healthy and detox and your body will heal itself because how are they going to make money? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how are those researchers going to have those homes they have at the uh, marina and stuff? Those people are not starving. Those, the, the researchers and all those people, the scientists, those people are not living in an apartment like I am. Right. Those people are living in multi-million dollar homes, driving very expensive vehicles, and that's where your money is going. It is not going just into research, and if it was, I mean, come on. How, how long has the ACS been around, and they still haven't found a cure, and every once in a while they'll come out and say, oh, yes, up your fruits and vegetables. Oh, well, i got to laugh about the upping of the fruits and the vegetables, Revel, because I get a lot of people who come to my center with all types of diseases, but I have to tell you, I do get lots and lots of people with cancer because... Uh, in 1999, as you know, I healed breast and cervical cancer without surgery, chemo, or radiation, and I did it through diet, cleansing, and emotional healing. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, you know, these, this whole kind of an idea that diet, you know, is, is a big part of it, well, you know, the Cancer Society gives these people this little book, and it talks about what you should eat if you have cancer. It is absolutely appalling to see the things that they're recommending. They are recommending dairy, mm. and you know that dairy produces mucus and acidity in the body, and it's, for the most part, it's got antibiotics and hormones and all those things that the animals have been given, and dairy is mucus producing so much that it's 
about the worst thing that you could be eating. Yeah. Then they talk about eating chicken, fried chicken, and things oh, fried. that are fried. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, why in the world would they be eating fried foods in the first place? Uh-huh. Trans fats, greasy, clog up everything going on. And they say because you need more calories. They're recommending that you eat mashed potatoes with cream and butter and all to get the calories up. And they're recommending that you eat all different types of meats and so forth. So whenever you see anything in there about vegetables, Mm -hmm. it's, oh, yeah, I mean, they may list a few vegetables in there. But with all the bread and the pasta and the ice cream and the milk and the meats, there's no way a person is going to ever get healthy. No. No way. No, they don't want you to. I would say, you know what, the people that are putting this info out need some better education as to what would really help people. But i got to question sometimes, do they really want to help people that much or do they just kind of want to keep us sick or a little bit sick so that we just keep having to come back? Because, you know, statistics are not good as far as cancer is concerned. People go and they get chemo and surgery and radiation and in most of them, their cancer comes back with a vengeance, sometimes with just in a year or two. Yes. You know, so what kind of statistics are those? Now, that doesn't sound so good to me. I mean, I healed myself back in 1999. And, you know, here I am now going into be nine years for me this coming February. Well, I have people who come in that, you know, will have had surgery and chemo and radiation. And in less than a year, their cancer is in another part of the body. And they say to me, Brenda, the cancer came back. I said, I got news for you, honey. It never went anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's just moving around in there. That's because right. Because chemo and surgery and radiation, cutting things out and bombarding the body with poisons in the name of healing it, yeah. it really is probably one of the more barbaric ideas that modern science and man has come up with. And I think people don't even want to recognize that. They don't want to stop there and look at it and say, you know, this, there's something wrong with this. I know. I mean, if we stop and we really analyze it, I think just our own inner voice, intuition, and good sensibility, a common sense would say it doesn't make sense that this would help me. I mean, when people say to me, do I have to eat organic? I say, you know, I hope you will because, remember, if you're not, you're eating vegetables and fruits grown with and sprayed with chemicals. And if those chemical sprays will kill a bug, what will it do to the inside of your body? And just common sense will tell you, that's not going to be a very smart thing that you're going to want to be putting in your body. Aren't we amazing people, though, how our bodies can, at some level, still stay alive? You know, something I talk about that in all of my seminars, I say God created the body in such a miraculous way. It knows what to do with uh, the nutrition. It knows how to heal itself if we'll just give it what it needs. And, in fact, it's so miraculous that... If it didn't have this built-in intelligence, most of us would already have killed over. We'd already be dead because it is working as fast as it can to keep us detoxed and cleansed enough so that the liver and the kidneys will keep on functioning and that we can keep on going forward. And there's so much toxic stuff out there and processed dead food with additives and preservatives and chemicals and colors and dyes and genetically modified foods and hybridized foods and packaged foods. And, you know, that stuff is just not going to do any good to help us. But best way, I mean, if, if somebody is wanting to keep us sick and if somebody is wanting to make multi-zillions of dollars off of our being sick, what better way to do it than to contaminate our food supply because we're all going to be eating food. Yeah. 
Right. And I, I was thinking as, as we were speaking about, I uh, just recently heard about a guy who ate microwaved popcorn every night. I can't remember what it was that he contracted, but people don't know that microwaved food is dead. And this is what I'm saying is that I'm so totally surprised that people can microwave all their food and still be alive. Right. The problem is what happens is all when you microwave your food, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the molecular structure of the food changes. It does. I mean, it just is not really even food as the body knows it or that it can recognize and utilize. So one of the first things it does when you put anything microwaved, it starts making mucus to try to protect its own organs and cells from whatever this incoming strange thing is because it doesn't really recognize it. Just like the programming in seedless fruits and vegetables because, you know, people have thought, scientists have been thinking, well, let's just take the seeds out of things and, you know, with the hybridization and the genetic modification. But there's a lot of programming in the seeds so that the body is not recognizing a lot of these even seedless raw foods uh, for really what nutrition that they can give us. I guess, I don't know, but maybe that's the reason it said in Genesis one twenty nine that we should be eating the fruit-bearing seed. Oh. Maybe, hey, maybe somebody already knew that men and women, you know, in today's uh, world were going to think, hey, we're, we're smarter than what Mother Nature can do, so we're going to take out all the seeds for whatever reasons that they have decided to do it. So it's kind of interesting when you go back and think about that. There must be a reason we need to eat those fruits bearing seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I've got a question for you that's kind of off track here. We've got two minutes in this segment. When people go raw, very often they immediately start losing weight. And I know people who are already underweight, that happens to them. Do you have any recommendations for someone who's already starts out underweight and they start losing their quote-unquote false body and they start panicking, which is understandable? Do you have any advice for them? I do, because I get a lot of people that have come into my course that have already maybe been on chemo and radiation, even where body weight has dropped to 80, 82, 85 pounds, and we're working to help them to put weight back on. Remember this now, if you've got to take in more calories than you expend if you are going to gain weight, that's one thing, okay? And so you want to take a look at your, uh, your good fats that you're putting in. You can add more avocado. You could add more young coconut. You could add more raw olives. You could add more of the soaked sunflower seeds. I don't recommend adding large amounts of nuts, there, especially if somebody's sick because they're too concentrated. Uh, if you're not sick, however, you could. Uh, maybe adding some flaxseed oil. I use some raw organic coconut oil as well uh, that can go in the body. And I do a lot of blending foods, too, because I find that I can drink a smoothie and I can have more calories in that if that's what I'm looking for than I can if I'm just trying to eat all those fruits and vegetables without blending them. Mm-hmm. And one time what I added was I put water in and then I put some cashews, blended that, then added the rest of the fruits and greens, and that was marvelous. Yeah, I bet, it, I bet that was. You do have to be a little bit careful sometimes with cashews for this reason, though, they can tend to be moldy. It can actually aggravate people 
with fungus and candida and so forth. Oh, okay. So, but now almond, though, would do the same kind of a thing that you're still saying with mm-hmm. the cashew. Soak them first to release the enzyme inhibitor and blend that up. It'll give you the creaminess and it'll boost those calories up. And that probably would be a little bit more of an optimum nut than, say, a cashew would be. Okay, we'll be back in a moment. Revel is back with Rockin' Radio. If you are listening to this program via iTunes, you can find out more about this show and my other podcasts by going to revel.com. And, of course, that's with two V's and two L's. My guest today, Brenda Cobb from Living Foods Institute. I have to remember the S, livingfoodsinstitute.com. She's a founder and director. And we're having a very sincere conversation today. Not quite as funny, but we're... I'm still enjoying this because I, I, I love the information you're giving, Brenda. Well, I'm enjoying it, too. But, you know, I mean, we can add some humor in there if we want to. Just let me know when you're ready for a big laugh. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> There's my laugh for the day. There it is. Well, it's not for the day. It's for this moment. <laughs> there you go. Now, you mentioned almonds. There's been so much controversy about the fact that the government wants to... What are they doing to the almonds? My my brain just... They're pasteurizing, pasteurizing. the thing. Isn't you know? that ridiculous? Yeah, they're pasteurizing so it. Who, absolutely who pushed... ridiculous because they say somebody got some E. coli or something from almond. Oh, my gosh. They need to take a look at all the E. coli that is going in meats and all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, worry about that kind of thing. Because yeah, um, they you shouldn't know, sell meat unless it's cooked. Almonds. We need the the goodness in them, and you pasteurize them and just killed everything that's good about them. Yeah, but they are available. There is one one company I know of, and I can't remember where. I think it's out your way, and they will not pasteurize the almonds. They refuse. Yeah, I am getting them. Um, I have a source uh, that I'm getting some almonds from through one of our local um, organic health food stores. Mm-hmm. And um, they have still been able to import and get, you know, some raw almonds. And we've all been sending letters and, you know, just giving our um, input into what a crazy law that we think it is and that they need to stop pasteurizing almonds that are coming from California. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, Brenda, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Well, I am, first of all, this weekend on Sunday, November 18th, I'm going to be doing a holiday recipe workshop, and I'm teaching people about all kinds of healthy holiday recipes. So we're going to be making um, a raw, something I call nutkey. So rather than turkey, it's nutkey. And it is so delicious. I'm going to make some wonderful savory dressing that I'm making with macadamia nuts and some various herbs and spices that is just outstanding. I'm going to be making a sweet potato souffle. I'm going to be making some mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, I'm going to be doing lots of little desserts and even uh, cookies and candies and breads that are raw that we can make and give for gifts during the holidays. So uh, I'm encouraging people to add some raw and living foods, um, even if they're going to continue to eat some of their traditional cooked recipes, they can add some of their raw and living foods recipes to it and, and really have a magnificent feast. Well, I think I'm coming to your house for Thanksgiving. Come on. <laughs> You'll love it. It's going to be good. I'll bet. I'll it bet. really is. You know, but even with these great foods, too, you still with raw and living foods, you've got to be careful not to overeat on some of these foods that have a lot of the nuts, you know, and the richer 
uh, ones because, um, you know, that can still be difficult on the digestion, but certainly way, way far superior than eating a dead animal that's been cooked to mm-hmm. death, too. Yeah. You know, not only sure. killed, but then they're cooking it, too. So uh, I, I'm hoping that people are going to try some of these special uh, savory dressings and souffles, and um, they're going to love them as much and even more than their cooked recipes. What do you feel, how, how do you feel about tofurkey? I don't feel so hot about anything that's made with soy and tofu and all that kind of thing because, again, you know, well, first of all, it's still going to be cooked. It's still going to be dead. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't really promote using the soy and the tofu and all that in my program because it can, um, it can really do some damage um, to people that maybe have cancers that are driven by hormones. Oh. It can kind of throw those hormones out of balance. So that would not be one of my things. I wouldn't eat it, and I certainly wouldn't be recommending that people you know, eat it. I'd rather see them eat some kind of a wonderful nuts and seeds dish than I would for them to go for that. Yeah, that and also food turkey. Sure, and also all the all the stuff and the way they had to process it to make it into that and everything. It's, yes, it's absolutely. It's still definitely. processed. It's still dead. And you will find that a lot of the foods like that, even in the health food stores, they are being made with all these genetically modified foods too. And the body can't even understand the programming in those foods, so it creates problems, just like cooked meat would. And what I found from eating soy, and doctors recommend soy for going for menopause and for hot flashes. They give me when I eat soy; it gives me hot flashes. Oh so yeah, this absolutely. Is not as soon as you I'm... eat any soy product, mm-hmm. it's gonna uh, it's gonna throw those hormones into a tailspin, and you're going to get a hot flash from oh, it. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, so it doesn't take isn't long. Isn't that funny that they're saying to people that that'll prevent them? It actually causes them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing that the things they say and people go along with it. Oh, eat more soy and to prevent hot flashes. No, 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 no. It's no, the opposite. no, it's no. The that'd opposite. be probably some of the worst advice you could give a person. I'll tell you something else that'll make those hormones go a little haywire and give you hot flashes too. Is going to be sugar. So um, you got to be careful even with your fruits and your especially your dried fruits and so forth uh, that you can eat uh, even sometimes fruit or dates or figs. If they've got too much sugar, that can give you a hot flash, too. Now, see, I don't have a problem with that. And my fruits, dried fruits, I eat rarely. And when I do, I soak them. That's good. But I, I don't have, I went through pretty much most of the summer eating fruit. And I, I had very, very little problem with hot flashes when I stayed with fruit. That's but good. For and some, well, you're I'm probably sure. adding a lot of greens in there, too. Uh, not, a, not this summer. I was surprised. I kept telling myself I, quote-unquote, should eat more greens. I just didn't have the desire. And now I'm doing more greens than anything. I made an apple cobbler, and I had some for breakfast, but mostly I'm eating two or three or four salads, small salads all day, just green stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, your body kind of craves different things during different seasons, too. Yeah, and I That's think, right. kind of listen to it. Right now, being that it's the fall, almost winter, or is it winter? I don't know. Um, I think the more grounding foods like carrots and beets and, and greens are really, really uh, making me feel good. Yeah, you know, yams, you know, the sweet potatoes. What do you do with those? They're so good. Oh, I make so many good things. I make a sweet potato souffle. Mm-hmm. I also make something called a, um, a yammy walnut apple salad. You know, it's so easy. I just chop up my sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. I chop up some apple. I soak some walnuts, and I chop those up. I uh, dice up some celery and mix it all in there. And then I take some dates, I put them in the Vitamix, 
and I blend the dates with, sometimes you can blend them with some almonds, or like you like cashews, you can blend them with that, and make yourself like a little creamy mixture, Mm -hmm. and then fold all that in together, and stick it in the refrigerator, and give it a few hours for everything to meld in. Oh, it is so delicious, and easy, really, really easy. I make cookies, too. With? With those sweet potatoes. Is that right? You know, I can take that same mixture that I just told you, some sweet potatoes, some apples, a little celery, blend up some dates and some nuts and make a cream, fold it all in, scoop it out on that dehydrator sheet, about a heaping tablespoon, pat it down into a cookie, pop that into the dehydrator, set it on 95 degrees, and dehydrate it overnight. Oh, the next day you have this yummy, warm, chewy cookie. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. Really, really good. And easy. Easy. And that's what I like. I like easy. I'm known for my quick and easy recipes because who has time to be staying in the kitchen all day? Not I. Nope, me either. (laughs) Do you do much with sea vegetables? I do. I use a lot of sea vegetables. Um, I use sea vegetables in my blended smoothies. I use them in various recipes. Now, I like to make nori rolls, so I make various pâtés and fill them up with vegetables. Uh, I make uh, some wonderful cabbage. I have a Haziki cabbage recipe that I use um, chopped up cabbage. I use chopped up green onions. I use some um, marinated, or not marinated, but soaked Haziki, so make it a little softer. Um, I use a little bit of Himalayan or some Celtic sea salt in there. And uh, I use a little bit of oil, maybe some flaxseed oil or some organic cold-pressed olive oil in there. And uh, mix all that together and just let it marinate for a little bit. It's so good. Mm. Crunchy cabbage. And the haziki has a little bit of a crunchiness to it, too. Yep. I like, I like haziki. Yeah, I, I, I like do, Actually, I like most sea vegetables. I, I do, too. Don't no, like. I mean, you know, an easy thing to do, too, is just take yourself some sheets of dolts and uh, soak it. And um, kind of get some of the salt off of it because it is pretty salty. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you can chop that up and put it in your salad, but I put it back in the dehydrator after I've soaked it, and I just let the water dry out of it, mm-hmm. and I crumble that up or just eat it in the big pieces. It's almost like a big old chip, um, wow. and it tastes so good. Really good for you because it's got all those wonderful minerals that the body needs. Yeah, they are. That uh, is a bit salty, though. Um, so yeah, soaking and then rehydrate re- re- or dehydrating again. Yeah, yeah, that really is what idea. I have found the best way because uh, I don't want a lots and lots of salt. So I know you have a book out, right? I do. I have. Well, I've written several books, but we I want probably, the recipe book. You know, my, my most popular is my um, living foods lifestyle book. It has about oh fifty five, fifty something recipes in there. And it's got testimonies, and it's got my story of healing from cancer with this um, whole lifestyle. I've got another book called 101 Raw and Living Food Recipes. It has 101 different recipes that are in my other book. And uh, it's just great for people who are just wanting recipes. Okay, Brenda, you know what? I'm going to say this right on the air. How come I don't have your books? Well, you know, all those (laughs) particular books you can only get through me, but didn't you get the package that I sent to you with my Living Foods? Lifestyle book and uh-uh. my 101 uh-uh. Raw and Living Food Recipe book. Uh-uh. So you've never gotten even my Living Foods Lifestyle book? No, ma'am. Well, you remember the first time you called me and you told me that you were going to um, 
wanted to interview me, mm-hmm. and I said, let me send you a care package with all my books so that you can read and study them. Honey, I did not receive a thing. All right, well, somebody from the post office is really enjoying a lot of those books. <laughs> all right, so you know what? I just got to resend them out to you because... I've just been assuming all the time that you've just been making all my delicious recipes. Oh, no. And that that was why you wanted me to keep coming on your show. Oh, no. Well, we're going to have to take care of that immediately. Absolutely. Thank I'll you. I'll get that package together for you. Uh, I don't even know if you... Do you have my address? You know okay. what? Shoot it off to me in an email. Yeah, we'll talk about it Because I do after. have it because you sent it to me the first time when I asked you to let me mail you that package. Wow. All right. Well, shoot it off to me. And you know what? If you don't have a package within a week, you call me and let me know because... Something is going on. I will tell you, though, I have mailed out a lot of books mm-hmm. that people will call me back and they'll go, where's my book, where's my book? And I, one day I got to laughing about it. I said, I'm not sure where the universe is sending all these books, <laughs> to somebody, somebody who must it. be needing them. So I will just release the need to know where they're going and I'll send another one out. There you go. That's sweet. Yeah. Brenda, thank you. Thank you. This is this has been great. I'm glad we connected again. We may have to do it one more time. I'd love it anytime. I'm After available. I get my package. <laughs> All righty, your package is coming, honey. All right, hold on. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at revel at celebratingyourpotential.com. No, I'm confusing myself. Yeah, well, that's okay, too. That's Revel with two Vs and two Ls. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. Bye for now.